Hey, it's the fabulous one, Jimmy King over here, and I'm Terry Foster. Join us at 1 p.m. Thursday and Friday. Really? <laughs> no, they got me. I got you. I got you. All right. All right, everybody. Terry Foster here, along with Jimmy King, the King and Foster Show. What's going on, T? Mass. Hey, Jay. Hey, Terry. Hello there, Mass. Um, Dude, I'm going to attack my own profession. Okay. And I want to know if you agree with me or not. All right. Stupid media questions. Oh, I like this topic. Yeah, there's there's a couple that really, really irks me. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of them pertain with basketball, too, mm-hmm. so something that you play. But mm-hmm. uh, here's one that really ticks me off. I think it's really stupid. It's like, let's say you play a home game against Milwaukee mm-hmm. in December, mm-hmm. and you win. And maybe Milwaukee played the night before and you rested and everything. Here's mm-hmm. the question you're going to get. Now, if you guys play in the playoffs, do you think you sent a message that uh, you can beat them? <laughs> I don't I hate that question. I don't know if that's a dumb question. I think what, what people are trying or what the reporter is trying to find out is how did you guys play so well against this team? How did you prepare this way? I think it's just a different way of asking the question. It, it may not be the best way of asking it. But when you play somebody in April, mm-hmm. you don't go back and think about a December 12th game. Absolutely not. at home. They well, played the night before. Well, I'll put it to you like this. You do, you do try to recollect the game, whether it was in December or whether it was in February. You do try to recall that game that you played, but – you don't really go to the depths of uh, thinking that, that that particular game is really going to help you after it's, you've grown uh, over the month's time period. So um, it it's yes and no. It's not as bad as a question as you're making it seem. Most of the time, you're going to win at home. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Golden State was good, the Pistons – beat them mm-hmm. at LCA, the Pistons didn't all of a sudden go on a 15-game win streak and make the playoffs and <laughs> win a playoff series, did they? No. They still sucked. True, true. That stuff so, happens. So so it does happen. But I, like I said, I think that's just a, a, a way of asking the question of how are you guys successful tonight versus any other time that you may run up against them. And that's, that's that. Hey. So it may be a dumb question. But. It's better than asking them, hey, how, how do you feel? Uh, that, that's a dumb question. That's the worst yeah. one. How, how do you feel after you just won the championship? No, or no, no. I mean, or, or you lose or by loss. 30. You lose yeah. by worse 30. after you lose. Hey, how do you feel? Yeah, that's the worst question. Yeah. Now, that you're talking about a stupid question is how you feel after a loss, after a blowout or a tight one. Um, I think, you know, at certain times reporters should be a little bit more specific. But I get it. You, you only have a few seconds, and um, you want to get two or three questions in, so you try to – Give a softball question. Okay. Here's my other pet peeve. And you, you're probably going to disagree with me on this one, but I always hear this. Uh, you know, if you won tonight's game, does that give you momentum for the rest of the – for the next the game and stuff? The rest of the season like? and, so and the I, rest of the season. Yeah. I – this is my belief. There's no such thing as momentum in sports, that they're all different games. And normally, if I see a team beat somebody, mm-hmm. I mean beat them handily, mm-hmm. they're down – 10 to 2 the next game, mm-hmm. and all that quote-unquote momentum, momentum is gone. Yeah. Because the other team is adjusted. They're pissed off because they lost, and and Mo- you you feeling good about yourself. So, Well, mon- momentum only carries you so far. It does. There is such a thing as momentum. It's just like um, – I think it's more of an emotion. 
it is, and you it is in a game. Correct, correct, and it, and it and it carries over emotionally for the team throughout the team. It permeates, and it keeps going throughout the locker room. It carries over into you know, unfortunately, your home life where you know maybe you're a little bit more happier, smiling a little bit more because you're winning. But it does affect you um, emotionally. You play 82 games, particularly basketball, 82 games. Uh, a year so you're you're traveling a lot you're missing a lot of family time birthdays anniversaries so um there is some some credence into into winning and 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 winning at a lot of other people's expenses right you know it's it, it's it's a tough league from this standpoint there are certain certain games that are called league games you know good and damn well you're going to lose and the thing that used to kill me is uh, when I covered the Pistons, we would go on um, an eight-day mm-hmm. West Coast trip. Mm-hmm. The toughest game is obviously the getaway game, the last game of that trip, mm-hmm. and the first home game when you come back mm-hmm. because you're jet-lagged, you kind of feel queasy, mm-hmm. you got, like, cotton in your head. Mm-hmm. And I always hear this. People would just complain. Why are they playing so bad tonight? Like, the Pistons <laughs> would win the game, but they win by three. Well, see, today is so relevant because of load management that um, back in the day. In That's my, a load, by the way. It, right. It's true. True, Mass. And, and for instance, they've, they've made the schedule uh, so that it, it's, it's more player friendly where the guys are able to get the rest. Um, in the era when I played, there were times when you played eight games in ten days. See, people don't remember the back-to-back. Then you, you, you skipped, and you made or or uh, was eight games in eleven days. You had a back-to-back, skip a day, a back-to-back, uh, and then and then maybe a back-to-back-to-back. Hmm. You can't uh, play a back-to-back-to-back. Well, you that you used to you used to have. Um, I thought even when you three, played, you couldn't play three in a three row. Three in a row, but you um, in the in the uh, well it depends. Like for me. I would go from this NBA to the CVA back to the NBA. So oh. sometimes, so sometimes you played all week. Because I was going to ask, <laughs> and, did you and, play in the 1940s? <laughs> because yes. the last thing I did, you couldn't play three in a row. But I forgot but, about but, you bouncing but back. You, but you, but you did play three, uh, sometimes out of four. Uh, not, not, not three in a row, but three out of four. And in a mass, or you would amass eight games in about. 11, 11, 12 days. So that was more of the schedule that we had, and that's the reason why these guys today are doing the low management. And um, and really, the NBA did change the, the scheduling to favor the players. When you play a back-to-back in that second game, when do you start to feel that, you know, I'm not quite what I am, what I could be? Is there a that's, certain – Well, okay, so it starts like this. So it starts in the, in the, in the warm-up. The warm up, you like okay. I got to get loose. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm do the the best that I can to warm up, but you really don't get loose until you start playing. Then once you're playing, it takes two, three, four minutes after that first TV timeout where you're 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 loose. Now you're just warming up. You're just getting loose. You loops. Up. You just you know lubricated a little bit. Then that first half of the uh, first quarter to halftime. You're okay. After halftime, you got to start the process over for that third quarter. And then that's why people usually say that the games usually don't kick up or the intensity doesn't kick up to fourth quarters because that's usually when guys get loose and their bodies warmed up. Right. 
Because, you know, I can almost assure you, if you don't play the night before and the other team does, you're going to win. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times they're traveling. That's right. Uh, stupid things happen. They, they check into the hotel oh, yeah. like at 3 in the morning. You want to jump on those teams early. You want to jump on them, get a 20-point cushion, let the bench players play. You know, like you said, you want to use that home court advantage. The people that don't play that much is particularly on the road. Um, you let the bench players play it at home in front of the families. You get to, you know, relax a little bit. So uh, there there is some, um, uh, some, some thought that goes into the scheduling and – um, how hard you're going to play throughout that scheduling. All right, just to let you know, I'm not going to bitch the whole show, but I have one more bitch I want to go off my chest, is you should never, ever have a former coach comment about another coach who just got fired because they always say, oh, he was doing a hell of a job there in Oakland. I don't know why they fired him. But they, they got to well, do no, that. No, 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 baby, baby boy. Meanwhile, they're protecting their, they're protecting their spot. 35% of their games the last two years. <laughs> there's a player revolt. Uh, there, you know, there's leaks in the media. But and, it's a team. And, and then, it's not always the coach's fault. Okay. It's easy to blame the coach, but it's not always so the coach's coach fault. coach should never be fired. No, 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 no. no. I'm not saying they, that. That's what they're saying. Well, of course, because they're coaches. That's just like a player saying that's, a player should never be cut. That's why you shouldn't have coaches <laughs> commenting on that because you know what you're going to get. Oh, little Roger, man. I know he won 35%. But – these players little never Rogers, quit on him. Little, little Rod. Well, see, that's the, remember when we talked earlier. It's all I look at coaches and how they get their teams to play the, with the energy level. They're not always going to win. The players might, may not be the best, but I look at how the players go out and play for him. So if 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 a coach has his guys going out for him, there obviously are other. For instance, um, the Cowboys coach, the Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. Right, he obviously has stayed on because of the love that he has for his players, as well as the love from Jerry Jones. Yeah, but he's got talent. He, he should have done better. Uh, but that's but that's but, why he's not there anymore. But 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 all I'm saying all is right, that is right, collectively coach, kept him. Nah, he would have been gone five years ago. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Some people would say that he knows ago. where all the bodies are bur- buried oh, for, in he Dallas. De- he definitely. But so my long. problem is if you would ask the coach about Jason Garrett being. They shouldn't have uh, fired him. Be, being fired, they would have been outraged. Oh, no, don't, don't fire it's a, Jason it's a, tight for, a good guy. It's a tight fraternity, and I don't blame him. But how, however, though, ultimately, as you see, it's, it always comes down to the owners and the people in the administration um, in the front office. Yeah, but you do a disservice to the people because the public doesn't know better. <laughs> You're supposed to help them. And that's how you get the dangerous, dirty carousel where you get the retreading of the coaches and you get the same people administration in the front office. It's the same thing. So it's dangerous in that aspect, but I get it because they're looking out for the brethren. That's not doing me any good. It's not. It's not. But that's that's so the way of the sports. Until it for instance, you look at the Rooney rule and what the NFL is doing or tried to implement in the beginning of the Rooney Rule, it it was kind of just like a uh, like a uh, a passe rule, and then they it was like, okay, we really need to enforce it. And then they tried to enforce it, yep. and now it's going back to the way of passe. okay, passe. We're gonna we're gonna interview two guys, make sure one of them is black or African American, and then we're gonna hire who we want. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, the Rooney Rule is not perfect. The only reason. 
that I kind of support it. At least a black dude gets in front right. of an owner, and then you know maybe next time they say, you know what, old Buck was really mm-hmm. good. Maybe we might uh, hire him next time. <laughs> right. So you got Buck and Roger. Buck, Buck, Buck and Rogers, Rogers, right? Hey, but, how about but that? in other words, they they <laughs> never get <laughs> in front of somebody. Mm-hmm. So I think it's better to be in front of somebody and maybe get the old. It is. It is. It is. It, it always is to get in front because you leave. The, you you have the, at least you have the opportunity to leave that impression. You know, before you're not in the room, you know you're passed off. It's just a name on a piece of paper with no feelings to it. So at least they're able to get into the room. But I think that you know uh, the NFL NFL in particular needs to uh, enforce it much more. Right. Well, I, I'll tell you a story. Um, Matt Millen, when he was here, he wanted to hire, or he wanted to at least talk to some black candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this um, assistant coach, Terry Robitsky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I talked to him on the phone. He said, we're not going to interview. We're not going to let anybody black talk to him because that what's happened in Detroit is a sham. Mm-hmm. First of all, he shouldn't be uh, in charge of that team, mm-hmm. and we're just not going to interview. So no, so he, the couldn't opportunity, get, he couldn't get any. Because they felt like it would be a token. situation, yeah, right, like a token, kind of like mm-hmm. Caldwell, right? Because well, Caldwell, he, because Caldwell, he got how, the many, gig. how many seasons did he coach? Three, five. four, five? No, he was five. Five? And he, had the, he had the years with the Colts, too. No, we're talking about just with the Lions. Just the Lions, right? right? So five years with the Lions, two – Two in the playoffs, and and you fire him, yeah, right, to go. Which so 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 that's why this is so baffling. You got other coaches who have been groomed, who have been trained, who have proven themselves successful, and not getting the opportunity. Here was the problem with Caldwell. He got first of all, he got those guys to play. They wanted to play for him, so they come out with their that's pants on fire. At. That's right. But then he would just screw up at the end of a game with his <laughs> clock management. So, dude, now, now, see, now you have something that you can, you can physically or you can visibly point to and say, "Here is the reason." Instead of it just being, "Oh, you're not, you're the wrong color," or you know, we don't have this or that. If if he doesn't have the acumen or he's not making the adjustments at the end of the game, then that's easy to to Let me let me tell you something that's going to happen cite. next year. I just want to prepare you cuz I, I know you're a little Lions <laughs> fan. I don't want your feelings to hurt. You heard it from your old uncle Terry first. What they're going to do next year, they're going to win 7 games. And then you're going to hear the Lions say, "Ah, oh, look how much they've improved." Wait a minute, don't we got a new offensive coordinator? Uh, I'm telling you, they they said they're he's from much, he's from the Patriots tree too, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> kind of <laughs> well, we're, we're, defensive we're, coordinator. Well, we're trying defensive coordinator. Yeah. Well, we're trying to be the Patriots West. Yeah, Midwest. that always works out. <laughs> I got the, hope. The Patriot way only works in one zip code. All right. In one sure. state, one arena. Hey, Amen. That's why. One, that's stadium. why you have to be your own man and have to have your own identity no, no, and your own philosophy this? Yeah, as an organization. And that's what I mean. And that's what I mean. They have to. That's right. Whatever. Correct. Instead of this is this is the lines. It's like okay, this is working somewhere else. Now it's played out. So we're going to hire everybody from over there. They did that um, under Wayne Fonts Mm -hmm. when the the West Coast offense Mm -hmm. was played out. Mm -hmm. So then the Lions are going to say, you know what? Adapted it. We're going to do that now. Changed it. Everybody and, and, had caught up to it. Right. Don't Not forget the run everybody and shoot. Everybody run it. No, no, yeah. it was the, the Great Lakes offense. Yeah. And, and the run and shoot. You're yeah. right. 
But they called it, they joked around and called it the Great Lakes offense and everything. They've Everybody's figured it out. Mm-hmm. Now you come along like a bunch of jackasses, and now we're going to run that now. That's why you got to do your down. due diligence and find a great coach that has his own philosophy and that's able to adapt and change. True. But uh, one of the problems with the Lions is, like, if you try to adapt and change, you get, well, we don't do that that way around here. So – so what is the Lions way then, right? So I would introduce, like, if I was part of that coaching staff, I was just like, I would say, hey, here's here's the record, obviously. That's not working. Here's a new philosophy. Yeah, y'all don't know and what this you're is doing. What yeah. And if you're going to get rid of me anyway, I'm going down at my own behest. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going out the way where at the end of the day I can feel as if I gave it my all and I tried my best. I'm not going to come in and tiptoe around. I'm going to shake it up. Okay, good for you. You'll be fired. Exactly. I'm going to get fired anyway. <laughs> That's true. So don't take the <laughs> so Lions I'm not. Job. So I'm definitely like, well, they wouldn't hire me anyway, but if they did. Maybe you'll get a gig on Jawan's. Uh, on the staff? Team. Yeah, on staff. I'm working on it. I'm working right. on it. Big uh-huh. Nuke. Big Nuke. You got a spot for me, man. No, I love him, but I'm, I'm going to support him regardless. I don't have to be. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the staff, uh, whether yeah, it's official or practice. unofficial. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we uh we spend time after uh uh after the game uh occasionally and 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 really just break down the game sometimes and talk about you know the past times when we were in school and um you tell those really kids that you were the first Fab Five guy. You tell them that. Do they know who you are? Do they know the Fab Five? They do know because they know who their coach is, okay. and they know who I am. And as you know, I'm in an Arbor area, and I ran into Xavier actually uh, the other night at Chipotle um, after the Minnesota game Wednesday when they got back. And um, so I'm always around, um, you know, and I'm always giving the guys advice, always you know, um, helping them out, giving them a lending, lending hand when possible, but. You know, Juwan and the coaching staff—they they got this—they got this thing down. They're tight. I'm just there for uh, moral and emotional support. They call you Mr. King. They do call me Mr. King, <laughs> and I laugh at it. And I always tell them, you know, I'm a ball player too, and I I appreciate the respect. But you know, just call me J.K. or Jam. All right, Jam. Yeah. Call you Jimmy Jam. Yeah. Can you still dunk? Yeah, I could dunk. Right. Hey, hey, hold on, and 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 when my sons listen to this, I can still dunk. Right, yeah, they think sure. they're nice. Nah, they they really feeling. They think they can out dunk. Actually, it's a fingertip dunk. So uh, I go up there and I just kind of hit the front of the rim, just slide it over with my fingertips. Hey, you still get up there? That's all right. <laughs> I got long arms. Mo- most of us can't do that. Now you you've heard about the whole Houston Astro things, stealing the signs, and a lot yes. of people have been. AJ despised uh, cheaters. AJ yeah. Hinch was canned. Hinch was canned. Uh, Cora was canned. Alex that Cora. sucks. And now yeah. Carlos Beltran is stepping away as the Mets manager. Right. Just yeah, because they know. We, That's right. We hear a lot about cheating in mm-hmm. baseball. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, Deflate Gate and Spygate and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you cheat in basketball? Huh. Now, I'm talking about not not on the playground, but I'm talking about in an in NBA, an NBA game, game. Can or, you cheat? Or NCAA game? Besides, I mean, I, clock management. Yeah, uh, you can, but uh, it, it will be a very difficult unless you had you know cohorts, horts. You know, it's it's hard to kind of sway a game individually or by yourself. Um, 
I guess you could, you know, dribble the ball off your foot in a critical moment or throw now, it I'm, out of bounds. I'm, I'm not or, talking about giving away a game or point shaving. I mean, can you cheat for your advantage to, oh, win, to win a game? You got cheat anyone to listening win? to the cheat other to teams? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can – and I don't even know if it's cheating, but – uh-oh, here we go. See? But what you can do is you can go into uh, opposing team's locker room. You can uh, see any loose paper that may be left on the floor, and you could get their pregame uh, notes, and you could read their pregame notes. I used to do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time, and that's not I, – I didn't consider that cheating. That's just an advantage, and it's not – um, because I've had it done to me where you get out on the floor and the other team are calling out your plays. So um, I don't – as far as uh, making an advantage to uh, winning, something like that I could see that being uh, effective because I'd used it, and it, and it did work at times. Right. But but they're not real secret about that. We used to go in as the media, and they were just drawing right. up the plays as we're you know watching. But not them the opposite stuff. team, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like you know how sometimes you you pass the opposing team's locker room. Sometimes I stuck my head in there to see what they got on the board. <laughs> you know, while the other team is already warming up, they went out before. Don't I would security guards, brothers, saying get get but the But they hell don't out say here. what they you know they 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 know you're friends with the other team. Right. They know you come in there, holler at the teammates or the or the coach. You stick your head in there for five seconds. That's one, two, three, four, <laughs> five. Oh, yeah, I got the rundown. <laughs> That's all I need. So, so, so did you ever work to your advantage? Absolutely, it worked to my advantage. Yeah. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, rookie year, <laughs> rookie year, playing Chicago. They won 72 games that year. We were one of the 10 teams to beat them with, with Toronto. We're in Chicago. We're in the uh, um, hotel before the game, and we're going over the lineup. And Coach asks me what I'm going to do if he puts me on Jordan. And now, so what the – Crap in your pants? Yeah, what, that's what everybody says, right? And that's what it says. Like literally the, the book on Jordan is three, four, five pages long. Everybody has a half a page. Jordan has five pages. So – all I said was, everything that he's used to doing, I'm going to stop him from doing it. He's not going to be able to do it. Everybody in that room looked at me, and it was like, good luck, kid, right? Tomorrow. <laughs> good luck, kid. But for me, I knew from doing my homework that the opposite is true with, with, with Jordan, right? Openly, if, if you let him talk to you, and if you talk back, he'll embarrass you. But if you do it to him privately in his ear or if you do it subtly where they don't expect it, it rattles them, too. And all you need is that half of a second just to make a move or to slap it off or to get the rhythm off. That's all you could do against what did the Michael best. Jordan say to you? He gave me the classic line. It's different in person, ain't it? <laughs> he gave me the classic line. I, I tell you, the move, this move I saw him make and I – I started laughing when he did it. I don't know who it was against, but Jordan was at the top of the key. So he's like he's fainting left, fainting right. So mm -hmm. the play, you know, you can see the players shuffling his feet, trying mm -hmm. to get you know, get himself together. Then he looks down at his shoe. Mm -hmm. And then the guy looks down at his shoe too, and they just blew right by him. Yeah. And I was cracking up. So yep. dude, could you couldn't fall Right. For that. You can't fall for it. <laughs> yes. It's stuff like that. You you would think um 
just a head, a, a look over the shoulder, right, will freeze a team. He did that against the Knicks in the Garden. He fro- he looked over his shoulder. John Starks and um, I think Oakley went to the sideline while he went turned back the opposite way, went baseline and dunked on Ewing. So those little head fakes, that's all you need because guys are tuned in. And that's what I teach the kids. I teach my kids the same thing. I was like, you think you need four or five um, uh, Kyrie moves? No disrespect to Kyrie because I love his moves. I love his offense. But you really don't. You just need one solid move and then maybe a fake. And once you get that down, then you can expound out of your moves. But you only need one and a fake to get uh, your shot off or to get the the defender out of position. Yeah, One of my favorite moves is uh, from uh, someone who's a friend, uh, Steve Smith. Yeah. Uh, the oh, hesitator. Yeah, the hesitator. Yeah, I saw him do that. He yeah. was uh, at Pershing. Yeah, and he just like he drive baseline. Oh, yeah. Then he said, "Nah, I forget it. it's mm-hmm. not there." Then he goes around. Then he just comes back. So and then lays it up. So let me give you the Steve Smith story. <laughs> so right. now, now you talk about advantage. I watched Steve do it on the playgrounds. I watched Steve do it at the Saint. I watched him do it at Michigan State. I watched him do it at the league. So when I finally got the chance to do it live, we were. It was right after Christmas. I remember because it was it was after Christmas. We had just came off the break. We were in um, where was Steve? Atlanta, in Atlanta, and um, he did his signature move, and I picked him. Now you've never seen Steve Pocket been picked before. I picked him when he made the move, and everybody stopped. Now I picked him on the far end, and everybody stopped because they were in amazement because he's never been picked before. And, <laughs> I ran, and I ran all the way down by myself and dunked it. Now, I stole it from him at the free throw line. Everybody was in shock that I ran all the way down to the other end with no one defending me because they were stuck. Everybody literally was just stuck in their in, right, in their shoes. Just got uh, picked off, man. Yeah, like nobody's – you've never seen it. Think about it. Have you ever seen that before? No. No. Because usually he's doing his thing on baseline. It, it, he, was, he was setting me up. He was crabbing me, and then when he started to go, I knew he was going to do it so he could get baseline, and I picked <laughs> him. And everybody, literally everybody, he stood still, the ref stood still, all the players stood still, and I ran down the other end. What did he say to you after that? He didn't say anything. He just uh-huh. kind of looked at me and smiled because he knew, like, nobody's ever done him like that before. Cool. So nobody talks to you. They he did say you got him. me. No, they're not okay. afraid. They just know I talk back. And see, they don't want that conversation. They just want to talk and keep talking. But I talk back and keep talking back. How about you and Shaq? Oh, my God, Shaq. I love Shaq. But you going to beat Shaq him up? Was, nah, nah, I wasn't going to beat him up. I was going to slap him and run. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. That's the only way to survive. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Shaq, we got into it. GP, Gary Payton. Um, Gary Payton, you know, that's one dude – if I was in the NBA and had to guard him, I would hate him. Yeah. Because he's just yapping. Oh, yeah. His head is bobbing. Oh, he talked the whole He's like Money game. Mayweather. That's what he always reminded me of. I loved it, though, because he got me going. He got me going out in uh, Seattle, and uh, he was still on the bench. They pulled him. He was on the sideline still talking. <laughs> and I, I was talking back while he was on the bench. So I can't even remember who came in sub for him, but I was giving him the business while um, – GP was on the bench, and then every time I would run by uh, the bench, I would say something to him. 
and and I would motion to him. No, 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 no. We we were going back and forth. No, no, we were going back and forth, and there's some uh, X-rated things that (laughs) that I can't repeat or say. But yeah, we were going at it. One of my favorite moments was uh, Pistons at Seattle. Probably nobody saw the game because it's like 11 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. in the 80s. So Seattle is up 22 at halftime, and they jump off the court celebrating and having a great time. The music is playing and everything. So mm-hmm. so I'm thinking, okay, Pistons just, you know, it's one of those games, just get your ass kicked sometimes. Right, right. So I came out the uh, press area. was right next to the Pistons locker room, and mm-hmm. I just happened to go out. You know, Isaiah Thomas was talking to me. He mm-hmm. said, uh, he said, I can't Z? guarantee. He said, I can't guarantee we're going to win this game, but it's going to be close at the end. He said, watch. <laughs> and he said, they think the game is over, and we're too stupid to think that the game is mm-hmm, over. Mm-hmm. So Pistons started third quarter, 9-0 run. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, went back and forth. Then they got another 10-2 run or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they ended up winning by 9. And he said, I told you. He said, they thought well. it was over. That's right. Now, he said, there's no way we should have won. But they right. thought, hey, they were right. celebrating. And Who won so the game? Pistons by 9. Pistons won the game. They won by 9. See, and that and that's imposing your will. Yeah. That's imposing your will. And that's having a leader that you can fall on, right? Because with him making that de- 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 uh, declaration of we're going to win this game, then that, it's it's easy for the guys to go out there and be like, all right, Zeke said we're going to win. So but you <laughs> if got, we don't, it falls got, on Zeke. But you got knuckleheads <laughs> on the other end, so it, it, they, they had to clash together. Oh, you yeah. got one dude that said, we're not going to lose this game, and the other said, we already won. We already won it. Yeah, so, yeah. Guy, and that happens. I mean, you play 82 games, and there's a lot of guys who do quit. But the mark of of, of true champions like 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 Zeke and, and the Pistons, they're not ever going to give up. So you run across different players, uh, players who are front runners who do get leagues and, and, and then think games are over, and then you got guys who – can build the league and still crush you. You know, that's I think that's the difference between the Jordan. They used to get up 20s and 30s and then sit out half of the third and the whole fourth quarters. And if it got tight again, then they would come back, you know, and, and win the game. But, you know, either way. Either that was way, their version of load management. Exactly, exactly. You got up high. You got up you got a up lot. High, sit down. And then you or, rest no, your no, legs. No, no, their right. load right. management was you didn't practice yeah, yep. for a couple of days. No. Correct. Yeah, you didn't practice you and played. you got up. Yeah, but you played, you played and right. and and part of the low management, Maz, you're right. It was get up as high as possible, let the bench players play, relax. Yep. All right, you ready to be king for the day? I got it. All right. I need my crown and my scepter. We we should get you one. All right. <laughs> now, now, get you, cape too. you heard about OBJ <laughs> passing out money on the sidelines. Oh, the I wish I was Clemson in that game. locker room. All right. Because that looked like a nice little stack. Now, he, now, they tried to say, well, it was fake money, but no, it was real money. Uh, he was giving out was real, real money. Now, I'm going to put you in charge of the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you do something about it? Do you just let it slide? You under the, the rule. Under the circumstances and everything that's going on right now, I'm letting that slide. I don't want any smoke. I don't want any issues. I don't want anything right now because they get to come back and say, at the end of the day, they can always come back and say that was a violation. So right now, I'm being tight-lipped because I don't. There's too much going on, and that if you attack that right now, I think you're going to knock people 
who may be on the fence to the opposite side of payers, players should be paid and um, the hypocrisy of, of the system in itself. I think they bring more attention to that. Right, so right true. now, I'm letting it slide, and I'm going to let those players enjoy. They won the championship. O OBJ, he's not even in your league. You can't control him. However, um, I see now that the police are getting involved because they're saying it's simple battery because he slapped the cop on the butt. In the, hey, have you seen in the, the video? Room. I saw the video. Yeah, he slapped him on the ass. I saw it. We only I saw, saw the half of the video. We didn't see him getting the cop's face. Yeah. Right. right. They cut right. it off. Right. Yeah, they well, cut they it give off. give him a 15-yard penalty for that. <laughs> Who cares? It sounds like. But I, see, that needs to be a better thing. relationship, right? I think that, I think, you know, I think the, the, the cops shouldn't be so sensitive, and I think OG, OBJ should apologize why, and, why and let it go. Why in the locker room in the first place? Because they were smoking cigars. And you can't, you know, you can't smoke oh, indoors. So he, so the cop came in there to, um, not apprehend, but reprimand uh, some of the players and check to see if they had any cigars. And um, that was his job. So OBJ was like, you know, lighten up, slapped him on the butt. Now you got a problem. You should have gave him some cash. It's, it probably wouldn't have mattered. Exactly. Though. You know what? And that's exactly what I would have done. Mm. I'd have slapped him. I'd have slapped him on the butt. And then as soon as he reached out to get five, I'd have gave him five. Give him that the hundred pound pound. <laughs> now, granted, it wasn't a college uh, locker room, but after every championship I've witnessed, cigars. Yeah, get the uh, champagne, and there's some guys see, that that's don't what I'm drink. Now, you you got to have some leniency. Come on, it's a championship. They're going to yeah. smoke a victory cigar. Are you going to really burn the place down? Right. <laughs> come on. You, you popping bottles, way. you already popping champagne. Like, That's come right. on. Underage drinking, I could see the cops in there for. Exactly. But, but it's in New Orleans. You know, in New Orleans, right, like, you should let everything anything goes. slide. Yeah, anything goes. And I love seeing the picture with Joe, uh, with Burroughs so, like, sitting there with his legs crossed smoking a stog. Yeah. I love that. Hey, that's, that's back beautiful. in your place, New Orleans, where you guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and, after, after the time And out. that's really old school. That's like Red Arbok style. Yep. I appreciate that. I do, used to do. Amen. Whip out that uh, victory cigar. Mm -hmm. now, what do you think time? LSU should do now? Because now they're stuck. NCAA, LSU. The LSU, all they got to say is, the like they did, or whoever got ahead of it and said it's fake money. But it's and, not. And then on top of that. So right? Lie. So I know. But on uh -huh. top of that, but I'm sticking with the fake money. On top of that, after the fake money, then I'm just going back to the players getting the money back. Joe Burrow, Joe said, Burrow it's said it was real. It's, it's real. He said it's real. Joe Burrow said it's real. Yeah, but Joe Joe's leaving. So again, Joe is not under their jurisdiction, and Joe is no longer a tiger. But supposedly, <laughs> so the rest only, of my only, so my the rest the of my players, right? So 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 the that's and that's the point. So the play, I'm still sticking to the the money is fake, but even if it is real, even if it is real, is given to the players who are. Thus leaving. Right. So I, I didn't have a major – the optics of it looked bad, but I didn't have a huge problem with it because the coaches on LSU got a million-dollar bonus for winning that right. game. Right. For getting there and winning the game. million-dollar right. bonus. Well, I was looking at the officials around when it was happening, and they were smiling. They were laughing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, well, they at that, at, at that moment, in the heat of the moment, they're laughing and smiling. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but this is the way it works in sports. When something bad has happened around your team and it's fun, you laugh. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. You only get ticked off when the public starts scrutinizing and say, this wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Then you got to go, yeah, this wasn't right. Mm -hmm. We're going to do something. About it. That's, that's what happens, right.
That's right. And it and but that the, comes in. Well, you know, I mean, even that, moment you're like, yeah, this is great. Well, the players, time. it's up to the players. The players got to stick together, bond together, and let them know what the what the deal is. Like, look, the money that was handed out, if it was real, was given to players who were leaving. Other than that, we don't know anything about it. Let's say you're uh, if if you had beaten Duke in the national championship game and Gary Grant <laughs> was uh, passing out twenties, <laughs> would you reach out? Would you? Heck would you yeah, go behind? yeah. <laughs> heck yeah, I'm reaching out because you know what? Reaching. You know what happened uh, to a week prior? Yeah, we were all trying to buy uh, thirty nine cent tacos. So yeah, I'm taking a twenty. I'm taking that twenty dollars. That twenty dollars. That twenty dollars is a good five days of eating back then. Okay. Yeah, I, gas. I what gas was a dollar twenty five. Yeah, but I know you were saying, oh, the reason I went to Michigan is because they didn't give me anything. They didn't. They didn't, and we ain't getting nothing after that they, either. They taught them how to live, Terry. <laughs> they taught them how to live like like a like a settler. But you know what? No, settler. no, no, no. And see, no, it really goes back to like what we're talking about is is really, it's about your integrity. Sports has always been about teaching. Uh, it's a it's a microcosm of life, and and there's there are a lot of life lessons in there, and and we were always taught to be you know <laughs> I know it sounds corny, but citizens productive citizens, but but and 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 that means doing everything right and being accountable for everything. So going for the bag was easy. Everybody went for the bag. We were like we we're going to be just as good without it. And we just fell short. Okay. What What do you say to people who say, well, y'all never won anything? I always say we did. We won hearts. And I know what you're going to say. But um, we did. We won. Um, we did win the regional. But when people talk about championships, they obviously talk about the Big Ten championship. They talk about the NCAA championship. And no, we did not win either one. But when people do ask that question or make that statement, I always say that we won more hearts than anything because people remember us and they don't remember the team who actually won. And here's how I'm going to defend you. When you make the Final Four, you actually win a regional championship. Correct. You cut down nets. I think they give you a little yes, trophy. You and you get a ring. You get a ring. You get a little grab bag. Well, you still got a piece of the net? I do. My mom has it. My mom has all my memorabilia. So all my jerseys, shorts, socks, shoes, That's medals, cool. watches, uh, what else? Anything that I've ever gotten, she has. Nice. And she will not eBay? give it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. Ma, did you put that stuff on eBay? I need that. Hey, T, let me ask him this. Jimmy, so all BJ's handing all that money out, right? What are pro athletes walking around with in their pockets? Oh, shit. Like, you know, Minimum. I'm, no, no, or on average. Like, I got, you know, if I got like 26 bucks, I'm yeah. flush. Right. I'm good. Right, what's here, what's here, 26 here's, bucks? Here's my to answer. You guys? I think on average, <laughs> pro athlete has 1,500 bucks in his pocket. Yeah. I was, that's, that's, a, I was, I was going to go a little higher, but yeah. that's about right. Okay. I would say, I would say two to three grand in their right. pocket. Just for the hell of it, and yeah. That's what one, you bet a grand on the, in each pocket, like a grand in the uh, left, grand in the front. And that you use that for, uh, on the plane to bet with the, against your teammates. You and use all that, that on that the kind of plane things, to right? bet. Use that to tip. You know, when you get something to eat right. or to drink, uh, you use that uh, uh, for the bellhop. Yeah. Uh, you know, use that for who carried like, the most money that you ever hung with, and who carried like who was the cheapest? Yeah, who wouldn't Ooh. chip? Tip. Yeah. I hate. When pro athletes won't chip, tip. you know yeah. what? My uh, 
I didn't have any cheap teammates that didn't tip. Uh, we were all pretty good um, and, and, and very generous. Um, guys weren't cheap. Uh, the guys that I played with weren't cheap at all. They spent all that money. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't shy at all. Spent all the dough. Like, wasn't, yeah. Like, walking into a hotel and someone asked to take your bag, you'd be like, no, I'm good. Still tip them 100. Like, That's sweet. Yeah. So yeah, I remember I, uh, my guys were my guys were good in Seattle. I got to hang out with James Edwards and Kirby Puckett, mm-hmm. and you know James was Buddha. on his Buddha was on his uh, expense account. So we go <laughs> to a restaurant mm-hmm. and I order, and James looks at me and said, "You can't order that." I said, "Why not?" He said, "Man, it don't cost enough. <laughs> Look further <laughs> oh on the thing. Said, go get something. See? I love that. Yep." Get something. Think about okay. So so you going out on a West Coast trip? I remember we went. Our first West Coast trip uh, was a three-week trip, and I think three I, weeks. Yeah, it was three weeks. Damn. So, yep, it was a because because we went, we did the Southwest and West. So we did the Texas swing, and then we went out west, and then came all the way back. So it was a three-week trip, and I think that three-week trip got like five grand cash. Sweet. That's an, just expense money. Yeah, that's Pin no. That money? was no. That was just per diem. Right, per diem. So that was just for food. Man. You spend it all? Heck no. Nah. I bought clothes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I bought clothes. You can't eat that much. Even if you spend even if you spend in $100 a day, right? That's $700 a day. You still up 50 cuz I think we got $150 a day or something like that. So would you get some cowboy boots on the Southwest? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got um let's see. At that time, what was I wearing? I, I I got a uh an NBA jacket that had like all it had all Brother, the Brother, you were in the teams, NBA. Yeah. What do you need an NBA jacket? jacket for? It had all the teams on like it. Yeah, that. it was a leather jacket, had all the that. teams on it. Yeah, it was I Did had you get to the have leather it. or the pleather? I had the leather. All right. <laughs> not the pleather. They, they should just give y'all an NBA jacket for being no, in the not, NBA. No, it's nothing free. You work for everything. I know, but they I mean, they could slide you something. Yeah, they slide you a check and then you gotta go buy it. All right. They used to give us stuff. Yeah, because they want you to represent. They want y'all to represent. But they like, we paying y'all so y'all could go get it. I love it. I wish they paid me. All right. Um, did you see Clemson and LSU? Yes, I did. All right. Here's the thing that struck and me. And I picked Clemson. Did you? Yes. Me too. Sorry, I picked the Tigers. You uh, won. No matter what. Right. I thought, I thought, my, I thought my man Sunshine was going to do better. Hey, they caught up to him in the second half. Yeah, but next year, but next year, I'm I'm riding with him next year. Yeah, yeah, they'll probably win. Trevor Lawrence is the man. Here's the thing that impressed me. I was just looking at these athletes. I'm like, oh yeah, damn, these dudes are different. Run, it's a different league. Yep, this is like something different. I Mm -hmm. almost thought I was watching an NFL playoff game. So when I was watching them play, and I'm talking about Clemson Mm -hmm. and LSU, because Clemson's defense came out on fire. Yep. Like I said, it's going to be rough yeah, for LSU today. And then they, they mm-hmm. figured it out. I just came to the conclusion that Michigan or Michigan State will never be able to duplicate that, that they will never be in that position. None of our local teams have been there. Michigan State, yes, made the semifinal against Alabama. But what happened? They got mollywopped. And I just think that unless you're <laughs> Ohio State, no Big Ten team can do that. And I don't want to hear about – Oh, you guys look good against Iowa. You look good against <laughs> Purdue. Never going to be able to touch this. <laughs> Ever. 
Unfortunately, I have to agree. Um, I think. Come on, you're a Michigan time, man. Yeah, I'm a Michigan man, but Ohio State got the lock, and it's not even close. Ohio State is a class above. They have uh, uh, their athletes are, and I won't say they're a class above, but they're 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 performing um, at the level that the players that we have should be. So whether it's a combination of player coaching, coaching players, uh, atmosphere, uh, whatever it is. Um, at this time, Michigan is behind. However, I do believe that Harbaugh is a smart guy. I do, I do believe that he recognizes that, and I do believe that um, he he will change that. And he will try to get the type of players that we're discussing. But if you look at the players and you look at the successes of teams, and 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 if I was a player coming out of high school, I'm looking at the SEC, and the Big Ten would be secondary to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, first of all, you got the weather, yeah, and that's, that's what you're. Yeah, and it's, then yep. you know all those teams. You know, you're gonna go pro mm-hmm. if you get any good. You'll you'll go pro. Mm-hmm. You're playing the best. You're getting great coaching. I mean, Nick Saban has got like a billion about, assistants. Well, how about this? Joe Burrows goes to Ohio State. Doesn't make it there. Transfers goes to LSU. Win a national championship. Looks like a different player. Looks like a different player. They changed yeah. the offense, right? Yeah. So, so there has to be. I mean, that right there is a prime example of the difference in the leagues. Harbaugh has to go out and get his Joe Burrow. Without mm-hmm. that, Michigan's not going anywhere. And I think we got a Joe Burrow. I believe that McCaffrey and um, oh my God, the young guy Milton, uh, Milton behind them right. between those two I hope guys. You're right. Between those two guys, from what I've seen so far, I'll ride with either one of those I thought Milton guys. was your guy. The, the Milton, it, I, like I said, either one. I'm good with either one because I believe they both have the uh, skill set to, to do it. Well, they haven't done it yet. They don't have the opportunity. Yeah, but why? Shea Patterson. Just because he's but, loyal to him? Harbaugh is a loyal guy. He brought the kid here. So okay. he stuck with I him, hope and, you're I, right. and I and that's what I truly believe. I'm not trying to give any excuses. I truly believe that he stuck with him because he got him to come here, and he hung his hat on him. I think he was going to make that transition against Notre Dame, but McCaffrey got hurt, so he went back to Patterson, and they blew out Notre Dame. That was their best game but, of the year, exactly. And, and then from that point on, he was like, "I'm gonna ride with you again." So in other words, he uh, hurt the team just <laughs> to be loyal to a player. Well, if he's got the better quarterback on the bench, I'll put it to you like this. I'm going to hurt the team, and you say hurt, but I don't think it's hurting. I will I will sacrifice some wins or a win to develop my kids and my players and to also show them that if you believe in somebody, you stick with somebody, and this is what truly being a family, a part of a team and a family is – this is what it's about. I'm going to ride with you until the wheels fall off. And I will they accept did. that. And they did. <laughs> I will accept that over anything else. And that is the part of the of athletics that I I value over a championship. But aren't the other mm. two quarterbacks part of the family? Yes, they are. And if you, if you get that opportunity to beat him out, now I'm not giving you the job because I think you could do what, better. What if I'm beating you out in practice? Then you're taking the job. You're going to take the job, but obviously they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. And obviously, um, it was to the point where he was going to make. I'm just going to say, I think he was going to make that move 
But he got hurt and he got a, he got concussed and he was out a couple of games. So he stuck with Patterson and Patterson stepped up at that point. Okay, I'm going to ask you to do something that's very very difficult. And you can get in on this too, Mass. I'm on it. Um, Detroit sports is horrific right now, <laughs> and we used to play this little game. The Mount Rushmore of Detroit athletes. That's, the, old, words, that's the oldest uh, trick in the book. Oldest there. trick in the book. And now, <laughs> back in the day, you would have active players would be Isaiah Thomas, right, right. Steve Eiserman, yeah. Barry Sanders, yes, Cecil Fielder. Mm-hmm. So that is a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Now, coming up with today's Mount Rushmore of Detroit mm-hmm. athletes is a little bit tough because we just are not. Solid. We down a little bit now, but we still got some bright stars in we the do. city. We got some stars in the city. All right, here's my four. Matthew Stafford. Yay and nay. Yay. Yes. Dylan Larkin. Yay. He's all right. Kenny Galladay. <laughs> Yay. I think he's on the ups. Andre Drummond. Yay. No. Who would you I would... replace him with? I like Siku. Come on, Siku is Siku's young. He's young. I, he hasn't young. done anything yet. I, I'm just, hey, but I, he's, I can go going, with that. He's going on my hill. I could go with uh, that. I want to ride. He could be on the hill next year. No, I'm putting him on now. I'd rather have him than, <laughs> than Drummond. Drummond. And I could go with that. You know why? Because when I looked at the list too, I agree with that. But I, if I if I slid one out, and if it was Drummond, I would slide D uh, uh, Andre out, and I would put D Rose in there. I might even take Larkin out. No, I'm keeping Larkin in. He's a Michigan guy. Can you use a college kid? <laughs> no. I'd, I'd put Cassius yeah, in. He's got to be pro. Cassius right. is a good how about, pick. How about Miggy for what he's done? Miggy is broken down. I know, but he's H- – Historically. Uh, three years ago, Miggy definitely. Is Miggy the best player on the Tigers now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Still. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's sad. Right. <laughs> no, but he – you know you know he's going to be injured. Uh you know, he's not batting 330 anymore. He batted, was it, 282 last year? He didn't have any. Last year he was no like power. a – He might not even have played last year. Yeah. He's no power. <clears throat> he worked out this We're year, and I'm trying to think who he worked out with. He's been working out with somebody. Oh, he's slimmer, supposedly. He looks good. And, Ethan, if you're in the back, you whisper in my ear who he's been working out with. Yeah, Ethan, no. He's, what's he, Statman? Rob Gronkowski. Oh, yeah, that's right. Rob, Rob Gronkowski. Right. Thanks, Angel. That's right. So, so he's looking good. I saw a picture of him. And you know what? He don't want to go out like he, like this. No, he doesn't. I, but I predict a very good year from Miguel Cabrera this year. And you might be right, but we haven't seen it in a few years. I'm putting him on so my he's off. He's, he's on due. my mountain. off my mount right now. He's due. I like that. I like that. He can get that. back. He can get back on it. I'm a ride. I'm a, I'm a, if, if I substitute out one, uh, Andre uh, would uh, be D-Rolls for Andre. But I like Andre. I do like Andre. And um, the other one, if I took off Dylan, and if we're putting on college kids, if you're putting on Cassius, I'm putting on Xavier Simpson for leading the NCAA in assists. Okay. You can't put Xavier Simpson ahead of Cassius. Why? He's leading the league uh, in assists. Jeez, I don't know. Final four, <laughs> won the Big Ten tournament. This is my won list, the Big not Ten yours, regular season. G. Uh, beating Michigan hey, stick five to your times own in a row. Stick to your own. I mean, I'm just, I'm they just lost saying. twice last year. Uh, who? To Michigan. They lost twice to Michigan last year. Okay. No, they lost three times last <laughs> year. Well, okay. And then this year. They, so that's they're, four. They're one and all. They're one and all this year. We'll I, see them again see, February eighth at Chrysler Arena or Center. And you'll win that Center. game. 
Your yeah, because, will win because that of game. Xavier and Simpson's going to have 11 plus assists. And you'll be one and four against Michigan State the last two years. Congratulations. Well, it's not over because we still will see them in the tournament. Maybe, possibly. <clears throat> Maybe not. And then it'll be closer to the 50 50. <laughs> okay, two and four. If you're able, you're not going to beat them in the tournament. Because it'd be neutral. They're better than Michigan, <laughs> but not good but enough. It, to but win that goes Chrysler. to well, you know, I, they may be better than Michigan um, on paper, but I like my guy Juwan Howard coaching these guys up. Okay, what's that got to do with Xavier? Xavier, I'm telling you, Xavier is a 20 and 15 he, he, guy. He is a very good player. Right, he's going to get you. Listen, all right, I, I'm. Here's he's not Cassius Winston. He's not Cassius. He's Xavier. Xavier Simpson, when they play Michigan State at home, he's going to get 20 and 10. I'm going to write that down. Write, write that down. down. 20 and 10. And which Cassius going to get? 10 Cash is going to be 15 because he ain't going to get off like he did. He had 30 last game. We're going we're gonna to scheme him. Now, are you talking get about the ball out of his hands. Brother. Brother. Are you Make talking him about pass the ball. Double brother, team him every time. Brother. Are you talking about 10 assists or 10 turnovers? <laughs> <laughs> 10 assists. All right. And he might have 10 steals. Oh, my. Okay. No, no, no. I'm You're gonna... really stepping out. <laughs> but. 20 and 10. But for see, X, write now, it, you know, write it down. You got those, wear write those amazing blue sleeves, Of course. Man. I mean, guys, I'm a homer all day. Cassius is better than Xavier Simpson. Simpson, good player? I don't know. X got the best of them the year before last. Okay, that was the year before last. Okay, We're talking so about they're now. Going back and forth. All I'm saying talking is about now. The year before last, X, last year, yeah. Cassius. This year, yeah. still on the fence. We still yeah. on the you, fence. You took over the game. You, you, this, oh my, Cassius. You know, it was a Douglas. You can't stop that guy. <laughs> Even you were praising him. That's because I like him. I do like him. I like. Don't Cash. look like a basketball player, but he's great. Yeah, I love him. I love Cash. I love the way he plays. He's I an think old he's school gonna player play in the to NBA. Me. He's an old school player. I believe he plays in the NBA. Well, he has the um, he has the acumen, you know. And if if you can think the game uh, and make the game easier for the players around you, there's a spot on anybody's team. Um, I like to have him on my team. Yeah, to be a floor general and be like a uh, a coach on the floor. If you could pick any player for Michigan and Michigan State, if you had a draft, you pick one. You, you would be your first pick between Michigan, Michigan and Michigan State's roster. Mm. The first player from either team. Either team. You're only allowed one, right? Well, I'm, I'm no, taking. No, no, no. I'm just saying first pick. Okay. First pick. Okay. Listen, we were playing pickup ball. Paying pickup ball. I'm taking. I'm taking Cassius. Oh, 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 oh. So, but if we're playing, your... if we're playing, if we're playing pickup, I'm, I'm taking Cassius. What if we playing in? Uh, the Big Ten. You playing in the Big Ten? I'm taking Xavier. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> so I gave him time to think yeah, about it. Yeah, so yeah. he did. You know he's knows, always going to come back around. around. He's always going to come back it's, around. It's okay to admit that a Spartan is better than a Wolverine. Uh, I can't admit it. They, they're neck and neck. They're even. I think Cassius does things well that Xavier uh, may not do well, and I think Xavier does things well that Cassius don't. I uh, miss may not be Xavier. Xavier uh, leading Michigan to the Final Four last year. I missed that one. You missed who? Xavier. Um, well, they Michigan did go to the to the Final Four. Well, they did. They did last year. Yeah, I okay. missed that too. 
Yeah, missed that too. I mean, uh, year four last. A couple years ago. <laughs> year four last. Well, last, yeah, year four last. We were talking about last year. But so, I mean, he did do it. We're talking about the same guy. I missed. It's not a different guy. I missed them, him leading to the Big Ten regular season and the tournament championship Listen, last year. Listen, you're going to get that guy. He's doing it. You have a lot of guys right now that are tr- they're still trying to figure it out because you got, you're relying on guys who were role players. So now they they got to step up. And that was the first game, obviously, against your arrival on the road as you jump 7,500 spaces to the top 10. Mm-hmm. It's hard to roll in there and win. But February 8th, mark your calendars. Nobody. Xavier Simpson, double, double. John Teske, double, double. Eli Brooks, triple, Double. They bring in their game. Oh, okay. Now, now you just lost me. Eli, Eli's going to have. Eli's going to have. Eli's going to have like ten, eight, and six. How come nobody can win on the road in the Big Ten, especially this year? This it's, year it's is just always. Crazy. A, it just shows the attrition. It just shows the level of of competitiveness. That's all. Look I at mean, the number the ones. Always can't stay number one. Right? Yeah. Never mind. You know. And it's always hard to run on team. The top ten teams have lost to twenty-two mm-hmm. unranked. It's wide open. So does this mean the final four we're going to have, like, Butler, Buffalo, uh, Gonzaga. Hey, where's Lindsey yeah. coaching these days? He's – oh. You remind me of Buffalo. I remember he was in Buffalo. Where no, did he wind he's, up? Uh, oh, my God, he's at an HBCU. Uh, dang, forgive me, Linz. Alabama State. All right, man. We're out of here. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, man. Peace. Appreciate it. Cash Thanks for listening. Yes. NRM Streamcast.